Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, Mujerones. Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast. We finally, finally did it. Finally decided to launch this podcast. I'm so excited to finally have this platform where we will be sharing stories, where I will be talking to you about empowerment, about community, about self-growth, business, so many different things and all of the things that I am currently doing, how I have been able to create this platform and how you can too if you want to do it as well. So for the first episode, I wanted to share with you guys the Mujeron story, my Mujeron story, because we all have a Mujeron story, which is what we will be listening to as well in the coming episodes of other Mujerones and how they were able to achieve their goals, how they're currently achieving their goals as well. So In this first episode, I wanted to talk to you about my Mujeron story and how I was able to find myself after all of the work I had done after competing in Nuestra Belleza Latina. Because if you follow me personally, well, you know that I used to compete for Nuestra Belleza Latina. So I want to share all of that good stuff with you. So I would say my story started way, way before I created this platform way before I participated in Nuestra Belleza Latina and probably way before I wanted to be on TV. As a little girl, I wanted to be a singer. My grandpa and dad, they sang and I just wanted to be like them. So as a young girl, I would say I was pretty confident. You know, I wanted to sing. I liked to be in front of people. And I would say that as I started growing up, I kind of started to begin the self-doubt. And it's crazy to think that as a very young girl, that's something that I would even cross my mind. But I started being very shy. I remember my mom always saying, quítate las manos de la boca, habla más fuerte, and things like that, because I was just like so shy and didn't really want to speak up. And I feel like that came because I was so protected in my family. And just growing up, I feel that maybe I felt a little bit of that I wanted to kind of hide. But regardless, I really, really wanted to pursue a career in music or be a creative, be on TV. Something like that was always what I wanted to do with myself, with my life, and just the dreams that I really wanted to accomplish. So when I was 19, I remember just deciding to go to Nuestra Belleza Latina. By this time, I had already recorded my first CD as a 17-year-old, where five of those songs in that CD, which if you want one, please let me know because I can definitely send you one, <laughs> were written by me. And I just, I feel like that was the first time I had ever encountered a door being shut. And I feel that when you're young and you're not prepared for doors being shut and rejection, you kind of take it to heart. And it's really hard for you to come out of that. 
Come 19, when I, w- when I turned 19, I decided to go to Nuestra Belleza Latina. And for those of you that don't know what Nuestra Belleza Latina is, it's a reality TV show on Univision, which is one of the largest Hispanic networks here in the U.S. And it's kind of like America's next top model, I would say, for Latinos. But the winner would get a contract with this uh, network which was my dream. And I remember being so confident for some reason, but at the same time, so scared. The first filter went great. I sang, I did a little bit of a commercial that I had practiced in my mirror, and I was able to get that pass to go to the next filter because if you've ever auditioned for something like Nuestra Belleza Latina, there's like four to five filters before you even do the real audition on TV. The second filter is when I started kind of hearing the producers talk about my figure and how I needed to lose weight if I wanted to be successful in this industry. Me tenía que cuidar, si no bajaba de peso, me iban a comer viva en Miami. So things like that started coming up with these uh, auditions and I started feeling very insecure. You know, obviously you go into these auditions and you feel very confident, but when you start hearing these things, you kind of start feeling that insecurity to coming in. So that was one of the things that really started affecting me when I began doing my auditions. And I remember that even though that was something that they continued to comment on, I continued to get the passes and started going to the next filter and the next filter until the end, they asked me to wear a bikini. And I remember I was so embarrassed at this point because I had already been told I was not in shape to be wearing that. And I remember going to the restroom to put on that bikini so that I can come out and they can see me. And I started crying because I was so, I felt so insecure about myself. And they came back and they were like, hey, Sonia, no te vayas a poner el bikini. Te vamos a hacer un cambio de look. And I feel like at that moment, they just reinforced like, you're not looking good enough for a bikini. So we're going to try something else. I ended up passing. I ended up getting the pase and I was so happy to be going to Miami. I was chosen out of thousands of girls in Los Angeles to travel to Miami to be in Nuestra Belleza Latina. So at this point, they had asked me, you know, if you are going to go to Miami, please make sure that you lose 10 pounds. So that number was like 10 pounds. For the next month, I worked my ass off to lose weight. I just really wanted this. And I knew that I had to do some sort of something that really had to be drastic for them to feel that I was worthy enough of being in the competition. I had to sacrifice many things for that month. And luckily I did lose the weight because that's how bad I wanted to be there. So I get to Miami and I start comparison starts to creep in. 
obviously there was so many women there who had amazing bodies, who had been models, who were already working on TV and in the industry. So it was very hard to not compare myself. Throughout the entire competition, it was very hard for me to come out of the de ese papel de gordita. It was really hard for me to come out of that. And it just really stuck with me. It really bothered me through the entire competition. So I remember una muchacha me dijo, no va a ganar un mujerón. Because at this point, I had already kind of been signaled as the thicker girl. And that word mujerón really stuck with me. And I remember the day before elimination, I had already made it to like the 20 semifinalists at this point. I remember the day before I was ready to just go home because I felt so overwhelmed and so insecure. And there's so many thoughts and like, you couldn't have this, you couldn't have that. And if I don't do it, if I don't run every day, I'm not going to look as good as that girl. So it just started becoming a very emotionally draining for me. Regardless of all the negative things that I went through, though, I want to say that that was such a great moment for me to grow, for me to understand that if I wanted to be a part of this industry, there were things that were going to be really harsh. And I don't want to say that I looked super overweight, but I definitely wasn't in what you are used to seeing on TV. So I think that it was a very important time for me to grow and understand that, you know, there's certain stereotypes in this industry that I would have to fit into in order to be successful. And it was really hard for me at 19, someone that hadn't really been exposed to those esas críticas and just being very in a moment insecure about myself was really hard. And like I mentioned before, if you are not mentally prepared for rejection, especially as a young person, it's very difficult for you to just get back up and keep going. And I, I feel like it's important to say, if you are currently going through something like this, just make sure you understand that whatever people say does not define who you are. So fast forward seven years later, I still wanted to really pursue TV. So I decided to go to school for it. And I did what I knew was going to work, which is get prepared, look for these opportunities in the industry. So I came back home to Phoenix and I went to school and I started looking for opportunities. I had an internship at a radio station. I just started doing things that really helped me get a little bit of the industry, the taste of it, and see what I really wanted to do with this career. And a part of me felt really scared that I was never going to have another opportunity as big as Nuestra Belleza Latina and that I was never going to be able to step on the stages of Univision, of, of network, you know, because when you start working in TV, you obviously start seeing the levels, local network, and just being in that position was very, very high up. So it really scared me that I was never going to have that opportunity again. And I never knew if I was going to be able to do that again. I still continued to fight for what I really wanted. I was able to work here at a TV station and had a show as well, where I was able to practice on being able to talk in front of the camera of feeling confident. And I feel like even through that process, it was evident and you heard it from people who are a little bit more high up that you need to look a certain way, cubrete los brazos, 
eh, ponte algo más así, because I had always struggled with weight. And I think now that I'm older and I start understanding what I went through as a young girl, that it had a lot to do with the way that my relationship with food and my relationship with my body image was very off because of all of these experiences that I have had in the past. So even when I was working here locally, it was hard for me to not restrict myself because I wanted to look a certain way. Or if I ended up restricting myself too much, then I would just gain weight so fast. And I feel like that's something that I've continuously worked in, especially in my self-development and the coaches that I have hired in the past couple of years, I have really tried to overcome that because it's something that has really affected me personally. So Nuestra Belleza Latina comes back in 2018. And at this point, I was feeling like this was another opportunity for me to go at it again, especially because this time they had a new slogan, which was sin talla, sin limites, sin excusas. Basically, anyone and their mom can go. <laughs> so any age, any weight, it didn't matter who you were. You can come and audition and potentially be the next Nuestra Belleza Latina. And I feel like this came about because of all of the women empowerment movements. And I feel like women are just waking up and letting people know that you know, our looks or our background, our economic status, whatever it may be, it doesn't define us. And I know that Nuestra Belleza Latina was seeing that. So they opened this up, new requirements. And I felt like, wow, this is really my time because I've already prepared myself. I feel comfortable speaking in front of the camera my weight is not an issue anymore. My figure is not an issue. So I'm going to go and audition. And I remember when I was going, I talked to my husband and I kind of shared with him what I had experienced the previous time I auditioned. I was like, I need to just make a statement. I need a message to take and just have something strong because this isn't my first time there. And I kind of wanted to share my story. So I decided to make a shirt that said the word mujeron, which is the word that at some point I had heard during the competition before. And it had hurt me so much. It made me feel like I wasn't worthy enough of being there. And this time I wanted to use that word that at some point hurt me so much to empower me and to show people that, yes, I am a mujeron and yes, I deserve to be there because I have worked hard, because I have prepared myself, because I had the ability and the perseverance to be there again. So I decided to use this shirt to take this message. And I feel like that experience was the closure that I needed for this show that at some point had these mixed feelings about. I was able to make it to the 30 finalists this time. And it was something that Obviously, I wanted a little more because I felt a lot more prepared. But having worked in TV and just understanding production and just a little bit more about how the business aspect of TV is, I understood it a lot more. And that's why I felt like it was closure for me to understand that 
my figure does not define who I am. It does not define my talent. It does not define what I'm capable of. And it does not define my future. I came back home after competing again. And I decided that the word mujeron was just too strong to let it sit on a shirt. And I decided to create a community and a movement behind this word so that I can share my story and I can listen to the story of many women who I am sure have also gone through situations or obstacles like the ones that I have encountered. For me, it was my weight, but for you, it might be something else. Someone might have told you that you couldn't accomplish your dream because of your background, because of your accent, because of where you come from, because you don't have enough money or whatever the case may be. I want you to know that as long as you continue to persevere, prepare yourself, you can get there. And maybe it's not in the shape or the form that you thought it was. For me, I thought it was TV. Now I feel like it's this movement. It's having these platforms where I can share my story and empower other women because my dream on being on TV was to empower women. But now I know that this is the way that I'm going to be able to empower women. And I'm so grateful for this platform. I'm so grateful for all the women that I have met, for all the stories that I have shared through our Instagram lives, through our events, through our collaborations. And now we're going to be sharing those stories through a podcast. And I hope that you tune in every week to listen to the stories of these mujerones, to my evolution through this entire entrepreneur journey, and just to continue to empower each other. Because I feel like life is very hard. And it's so important to just hear that you are not alone and that we are all going through it. We're all on this journey of accomplishing our goals, of becoming the mujeron of our dreams. And why not do it together? So I invite you to join us on this journey. And I really hope we get to connect and possibly have you on here too, so that you can also share your mujeron story. And I'm so happy to have found a place where I feel like my image, my body, my whatever doesn't define me, my work and my perseverance and everything that I know true of me is what truly matters. And at the end of the day, that is what matters, Mujeron, that you know who you are, that you know where you're going. And I'm here to tell you that you are doing an amazing job and you are worthy of all the goals of having the life that you've always dreamed of having. So join me on this journey. And I hope that you guys enjoyed the first Mujeron podcast episode. In the next ones, I'm going to have Mujerones who are going to be sharing their story. So thank you so much again for being a part of Mujeron Movement. Gracias, gracias, gracias por todas las mujeres que han sido parte de este movimiento. Les agradezco con todo el corazón todo el apoyo que hemos tenido en este año y medio y esperemos tenerlas aquí también por acá. Muchas gracias, mujerones, y nos vemos muy 